Good afternoon and welcome in once again. Jimmy B and TC on the air with you on a football Friday, an abbreviated football Friday though, as we will bring you high school football, our Central Iowa game of the week. Early start because of the storms going on and pending thunderstorms. We're trying to get this one underway. We will bring you Johnston hosting Indianola, a top 10 matchup coming up here, 5 o'clock with the kickoff. In fact, a little later on this hour, we'll hear from the coaches, Coach Kluver from Indianola, Coach Woodley of Johnston. That'll come your way a little bit later on. We got Lee Sterling waiting in the wings. We're going to get his picks for the week. Jim and myself, we will make our picks in for the week. But we're going to kick things off a little bit different here. We got some Hawkeye conversation coming your way. Let's get to it right now. Time for another edition of the Hawkeye Swarm. Dr. Stephen Fuller with Fuller Family Dentistry. He stops by and joins us. Weekly on 1700 Talking Hawkeyes with you. Doc, by week behind us, how are things? Oh, well, we should be all healed up and uh, ready to uh, go get some gopher meat. What do you think? Uh, I'm ready for that, no doubt. And uh, one final look back before we look forward. Doc, I'm still not over the Wisconsin loss. Can you help me out at all? We'll counsel each other off the air. How's that? <laughs> well, I, I, I heard that it's, might it's be a second a career far. for you as being a counselor. <laughs> Well, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> Just what you need, right? Right? More, yeah, more work. I, I, need, I need another job. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not sure uh, when I get any sleep as it is. So. Right, yeah. Hey, we'll, we'll put a little more <laughs> on your plate. Well, Doc, uh, let's take a look to this Minnesota matchup off the bye week. Starting there, last Saturday, I just... Without a Hawkeye game, it, it just it, it makes a Saturday a lot different and not nearly as much fun. Well, you know what I did? I uh, went out and started scoping uh, the uh, our future opponents and watched a little Indiana. Watched. Uh, let's see, who else did I see? I saw. Um, I figured out that uh, a lot of the teams we have, if we play correctly, you know, I watched a little Purdue. Um, I think I saw some Illinois. Um, of the Penn State, I, I think we have a legitimate shot at uh, winning most of those games. I really, I really truly believe that. Um, but with that being said, we cannot make silly mistakes. Yeah, yeah, you can't shoot themselves in the foot. Special teams can't be the way that it was. Got to get off the field and, and got to score points when you have the opportunity. And that kind of all goes back to what happened the last time out against Wisconsin. Doc, for the next five are on the road, including this one with Minnesota this week. It'll be the first time for this squad going on the road, and winning road games in college football is difficult in its own right. Is it going to take maybe a little while for this team to get revved up, get their feet underneath them? What do you expect to see early, A, coming off a bye week, and B, playing their first game on the road? Well, I I think, you know, they're going to be ready to go because I think they want to show that – you know, they let that one get away and to kind of, kind of take the sting out of the last week or two weeks ago's loss. Uh, so I, I think they're going to be sharp. Uh, you know, there's some mechanics that, uh, unfortunately, after a bye week, you know, um, sometimes the snap count gets, you know, off a little bit. But uh, I think uh, defensively we're going to be uh, ready to roll. Uh, we'll have, you know, We'll healed up and and we'll have that speed back and uh, we're going to need it. I mean, you know, you look at uh, Zach uh, Onyxstad, I think is how you pronounce mm-hmm. his last name, and he's you know 
currently uh, completed over 52% uh, of his completions. Uh, you know, so he's got a, he's, he, can, he can air it out. And, you know, and in that he's done 706 yards of, uh, compl- uh, you know, yardage. Yeah, true freshman out there. Their last time out, they struggled in their loss to Maryland, but at the very least, Onyxstad has been pretty efficient there. The running game without Rodney Smith as he was injured earlier this season. They lost Shannon Brooks before the year to their outstanding running backs. Get a little look a little bit different here. The one thing that, that I see with I, when I look at Minnesota, they got a couple of receivers on the outside. Tyler Johnson might be the best receiver in the This kid is really, really good. He can make plays. Iowa hasn't been great with their cornerbacks and pass coverage. And you couple that, Matt Hankins dinged up. We'll see if he's able to go. If it's not him out there, it'll be the true freshman getting the start uh, on the other side with Julius Brents and his first career start. So those cornerbacks, both uh, Ojemudia on one side, along with Brents and Hankins, if he's available, they're going to have to play better against Minnesota this week. Oh, well, it's going to be, you know, all hands on deck, and they're going to learn under fire really quick with Tyler Johnson and, and you know, even uh, Rashad Bateman. I mean, he's, he's, uh, he has 20 receptions and 192 yards. So uh, uh, when they decide to – and he's averaging nine, uh, almost 10 yards per uh, catch. So, you know, you got to watch him. And uh, Minnesota's been known to have those uh, speedy wide receivers and, and elusive ones, and – uh, we just got to play them tough and tight. We can't give them the, you know, sag off of them very far. Tyler Johnson, 22 catches this year for 295, five touchdowns to go along with it. But uh, if it is a game where we do see the passing game going a little bit for Minnesota, do know that Iowa can get to the quarterback. A lot of talk about A.J. Epinesa, that snap count may be going up. Anthony Nelson, looking forward to him taking a step forward. He's been a bit quiet so far this year. Overall, defensively, though, I think the question remains, it'll be the sixth different linebacker to start this week. Barrington Wade getting that start in the outside linebacker spot. And always a difficult position to play for the Iowa defense, playing that outside spot. You're covering receivers and tight ends and, of course, have to help out in the running game. What do you expect to see out of Barrington Wade in his first start? Well, that one's, you know, we're going to find out under fire really quick because I I have a feeling they're going to... uh, you know, do some different uh, schematics to, uh, you know, try to get him out of position. And, uh, uh, you know, with a, either a tight end or even a, a running back uh, getting out there and trying to catch something in the flat. Uh, you know, you look at the uh, three games that they won so far, and they're able to put some points on the board. You know, they uh, beat Mex- New Mexico State 48-10 to and, and uh, Fresno State 21-14 to and Miami, Ohio, twenty-six to three. Maryland was able to shut them down. Um, you know, so uh, what I saw out of Maryland, I, I and if you could translate it, I was hoping to see Minnesota this past weekend. Of course, uh, that wasn't possible because uh, they had a bye just like we did. So they're coming off a bye week. So you know, you hope that they're kind of rusty, just uh, like the Hawks might be. Stephen Fuller joining us. Dr. Stephen Fuller with Fuller Family Dentistry as we take a look around the Hawkeyes and the Swarm. So, Minnesota, it's a battle for the pig. It's the greatest rivalry trophy, in my mind, in college athletics. When uh, the Gophers are on the schedule, this is a big one for you. I, I know you have some animosity towards Iowa State, 
what do you think? What do you think of the Iowa Minnesota rivalry? Well, you know, I kind of put Minnesota right up there. <laughs> you know, they're they're just they're rude. Their fans are rude. They're right up there with the Wisconsin fans. Um, you know, uh, you really got to watch it when you go into uh, the, the stadium because uh, you're basically going right down Fraternity Row, and uh, you you got to tell your kids uh, just keep moving and please don't repeat what they're those. Uh, fraternity boys are saying to you <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, i've been up there plenty of times a couple of the the best memories 2002 uh went on the field i was in fact a part of the first group that ran onto the field as the goalposts went down that day another great one 2008 the last game in the metrodome 55 nothing infamous for other reasons things that happened in the bathroom that day but Iowa played incredibly well in the 55 nothing of victory. Been some fun memories throughout the years up in Minnesota. You got one that sticks in your mind? Well, those two uh, really stick in my mind. Uh, you know, it was it was a thing of beauty, the 55 to nothing, and uh, you know, uh, and was it 2002 where, or was it 2000 when the Metrodome closed that uh, they had up the wooden goalposts and they were trying to get those out of there and. You know, the Iowa fans were, they finally turned on the, the loudspeakers thinking that the uh, the sheer volume was going to uh, drive the fans out of the stadium. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I was on the field at the time. I was not part of taking down the goalposts. We were still out there and talking to a couple people. And then the sounds came, and it was ugly. It was, it, it drove us to the bar, and that's certainly the case. And, and we got out of there, but... I miss the, the whole people trying to get the goalposts out of there. What a bunch of goofballs. But it was an incredible one. Let's hope for another good victory here for the Hawkeyes this weekend as they make their way up and take on Minnesota. 2.30 kickoff in that one. Before we go, Dr. Fuller, and coming up this weekend, it's a big one for you and Dennis across the state of Iowa. Dr. Fuller, tell us more about the Iowa Mission of Mercy and how people can get involved and help out this weekend in Sioux City. Well, uh we have we're still looking for volunteers to help uh you know shuttle the patients around you know to the different stations because everybody has to come in and and uh tell us what they want done you know an exam and things like that and their hope list and uh so you know it's a very organized uh circus so to speak because uh, once you get through there you you know there's sometimes you need x-rays sometimes you need and there's always a volunteer that helps escort them around. You just don't want to say, uh, Trent, hey, go over there and get an X-ray. And Trent goes, uh, where's that? Right, you know, right. So, and, you know, funding is always key because, you know, it costs about $300,000 to put on the Mission Mercy. Uh, the, all the volunteers, uh, dental-wise, on the dental side are in place. And, and uh, now we just need the patients to show up, and, and we'll treat them uh, uh, and get as much dental work done as possible. Every year we do about a million dollars worth of uh, free dental work for the citizens of the state of Iowa and surrounding states. So, uh, you know, it's a, it's a great, it's a great thing. It, you just, you just can't, uh, you know, uh, it, it gives you something when you volunteer for it. It is the Iowa Mission of Mercy. You can find more information. Just Google Iowa Mission of Mercy or iowadental.org for more information and ways that you can help out as a volunteer or financially. With that, Doc, 
Big weekend for the Hawkeyes as they're back at it for the next five on the road. It starts in Minnesota, TCF Bank at 2.30. Thanks as always for your time. Good talking with you. And, and Floyd's coming home. Just remember that. Floyd's coming home. I, I like the sounds of that. We'll talk next week, Doc. All right. Have a good evening. There's Dr. Stephen Fuller stopping by. Fuller Family Dental at two locations in Altoona. You can go to their location there on 8th on Street Southwest and the original on the east side in Des Moines, East 29th Street. It's Fuller Family Dentistry. As we get the time out, that's the Hawkeye Swarm. Back with more in a moment. Time to get into the picks this week. And we start things off as we always do with our buddy Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports. Lee, you're hot. Big week for you last week. How are you doing? Yeah, look to, look to keep rolling here. Uh, didn't have a great Saturday, but uh, Sunday, perfect uh, 3-0 sweep. So looking to, to have both uh, fall in line and uh, have one of those magical weekends. And how about this? I've never done this before. I, I shouldn't have said ever. I, people call me all the time say, oh, I'd like to sell picks on your site. Would, obviously wouldn't allow someone to sell football selections, but... My cousin brings over a friend to watch. Are you into the UFC at all? Not, not really. I, I've tried. Okay. I, I can't quite do it yet. But still, when there's Are a, you still a boxing purist? Yeah, not quite there either. But when there's, okay. a, there's okay. a big one, I get into it. Okay. So I used to be a boxing purist, and about seven, eight years ago, came over to, uh, I just like the UFC. I like the fact that, you know, in, in a you know, split second, someone who's losing a fight can win, and and uh, maybe maybe it's because I like the movie Gladiator. I'm not sure, but um, I, I like UFC. So my cousin brings over a friend, and this guy looks like a fighter, either a boxer or mixed martial arts guy. And I asked him if he's you know done anything. He goes, Yeah. He goes, I just retired. And I said, Really? He says, Yeah. He used to fight fight out of American Top Team. Team. It's the, the, like one of the top two or three gyms in Coconut Creek, Florida. So. Turns out, I look up the guy. He had a 16 and 10 record. Just needed to move on in his life. He's only in the early 30s, but needed to support his family. And he starts proceeds to tell me who's going to win all these fights. Mm. And his analysis is is scary right on. So, turns out over the summer he comes over for the four fights, and I have him make his prediction based on the spread. He goes 19 and four, and he also uh, most of these 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 picks were underdogs. So for the first time ever, I'm selling UFC fights. Nice. And if someone wants to get those fights, they can get the main fight, Conor McGregor versus Khabib, and the other four main card fights, five fights, $97, ParamountSports.com. And that, that is a good deal, no doubt, and a big uh, week, obviously, coming up here with the UFC. With football, you had a big week last week, 4-1 and one on the picks he handed out to us. He got another five-pack, as always, and, of course, your game of the week. Should be a fun one. Wisconsin, Nebraska, and the Cornhuskers, and their 0-4 start. It all goes over at ParamountSports.com with Lee Sterling. And let's get into it, Lee. Starting in the Big 12, West Virginia. A week ago, I was incredibly impressed by their performance against Texas Tech on the road. They're back home for Kansas. Kansas at least has shown some lifeblood. Kansas has at least shown you know, that, that they're, they're improving but this right. is a different one. And the number's huge. You're laying more than four touchdowns. Help me out here, here, here Lee. Where should I go with the Mountaineers and the Jayhawks? Well, Kansas uh, always has trouble on the road. Six and 15 slide the last 21 games on the road. They are playing better. Here's the problem. Their passing game, and, and the quarterback, Stanley, is pretty accurate. But they don't push the ball down the field. Everything 
is is too horizontal. You got to be more vertical in the passing attack. I think West Virginia is one of those teams. Their cornerbacks they'll jump routes here, and uh, I, I think we're going to call Stanley. His new nickname is going to be Check Down Stanley. So um, <laughs> they've got to open it up here. They want to have a shot and stay in this game. Will Greer. He's going to probably pad his Heisman stats. 17 touchdowns, just three interceptions so far. His four wide receivers are amazing and almost unguardable. Give me West Virginia here big, 52-20. to 20. West Virginia with the cover and covering that huge, huge number at home against the Jayhawks. Game two in the Big 12 this week, and it is the Red River shootout. Lee, you don't call this. What do they try to call this, the Red River rivalry? No, no, no. This yeah. will always be the shootout to me, Oklahoma, yeah. Texas. Yeah, and, and if Rodney Anderson plays in this game for Oklahoma, if he was still healthy, I, I might lay up to 14 to take Oklahoma. I think that offense would have been unstoppable. Wow. But uh, he's a no-go here with, with the knee injury. Trey Sermon's good, but he's not, you know, Anderson great. So uh, I, I'm going to back Texas here. I think they're going to double cover or bracket the two wide receivers for Oklahoma, Lamb and Brown. And... uh to, to slow down. You're not going to stop the Oklahoma offense with Kyler Murray. He's too good running and throwing the football. I, I just think you got to come up with some great schemes. you got to have athletes. And Texas is one of those teams that might be able uh, to do that. And so I'm, I'm going to say that Oklahoma wins the game 38-35, but Texas covers. Texas covering that number, and we've seen some some crazy things happen in this game. Really looking forward to that one. Let's go to game number three, your third Big 12 game this week, and it's on the local front. Iowa State heading down to Stillwater to take on Oklahoma State. It's been such an odd season for Iowa State. We've talked about that a lot with the postponement of game number one, starting with Oklahoma, Iowa, Oklahoma right away off the bat. The Cyclones have been able to stay in games over the last year and a half. This is a big number at 11 at Oklahoma State. You talk about Jekyll and Hyde. Help me out getting a read on this Cowboy team, Lee. Well, I, I think that they are an improved team, and I think that they're here. You know, they're going to be here to stay, and, and some people thought after they lost all their weapons on offense last year, most of them, uh, they were going to be way down this year, but not the case. just shows you it's got a good program. He's recruiting well. The, the problem here for for Iowa State is when they face teams that just have better personnel, they just have problems. And Iowa State defense here, nice three-point yards per carry allowed running, but allowing almost eight yards per pass play. So Oklahoma State defense, Jim Knowles, impressed with him, comes over from Duke. Uh, he's able to, it seems like, hold down the lesser offenses here. Give me Oklahoma State, 34-21. Oklahoma State getting that one. Let's go to another State of Iowa team heading on the road, and that is the Iowa Hawkeyes going to Minnesota. Now, Lee, keeping an eye on this one. This opened up some places offshore, two and a half. Most places, three. I know the wind had it yep. at three to open. It moved all the way up to seven. Some seven and a halfs even popping yep. up. Before we get into your pick for this, do you expect some buyback now? Because you know you're going from a key number of three to a key number of seven. At the very least, some people looking at a middling opportunity here. I, I think that they will, and luckily I was able to get it when it went to six before uh, it, it, it hit the touchdown level. Mm -hmm. But I still think that I was the right side here. Minnesota, one of the youngest teams in the country, tons of players left last year when PJ Fleck came over, and he did not go the JUCO route. So he. He starts from the ground up to build the team here. Now they're down the two best players. A lot of people will bet on teams, uh, or against them, should I say, the first game that they lose a key player. 
But that's not the case. Usually those teams can rally for a game. Uh, running back Rodney Smith is done for the year. Defensive back returner Antoine Winfield, uh, he's gone for the year. And, and now is the time I think they're going to have problems here. Iowa defensive line deep and their offensive line has allowed just four sacks this season. So I think Iowa's going to have their way here with the Gophers. I also look for Noah Fant, uh, the really good tight end, mm-hmm. already four touchdowns on the season to have a big game here. And the Hawkeyes, 12-2 and as a road favorite. Um, I think they're going to run here over and through Minnesota 27-13. 27-13, a Hawkeye win, and I like that score, Lee. Because I jumped on the under earlier this week when it was up at 43. And, uh, that's the side that I'm on this weekend. Let's go to the NFL. Kansas City, Jacksonville, what a matchup. The incredible offense we've seen out of the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, what he's been doing against that stout Jaguar defense. Short week for Kansas City with the Jags coming in. What do you see in, in, uh, in Kansas City this weekend? Short week, but they are at home, and that always helps out. Uh, the crowd, you know, is going to be pumped, one of the toughest places to play. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, you know, he's not going to uh, be uh, in the hearts and, uh, of many of these Kansas City fans here. Uh, the Kansas City defense not great, but their offense, I mean, you saw what Mahomes did. I mean, he was up against it. Uh, they threw everything at him but the kitchen sink, every blitz scheme. That front seven was chasing him all game long. What does he do the last two drives? Doesn't even flinch. Leads his team back to win here. Uh, Travis Kelsey also should have a big game against Jacksonville. Jacksonville has two real good cornerbacks, but their linebackers and safeties not quite uh, up to the corners uh, level here. So uh, I like Kansas City. They're going to stay unbeaten one more week here, 31-24. Going with the Chiefs to get it done and get the victory and put some points up against Jacksonville should be a great game, and you can hear that game right here on 1700 KBGG. Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. Joining us here, Leah, four and one week last week. People can get involved with you at Paramount Sports, and you got a big one. Your game of the week this week in the Big Ten, Wisconsin. Nearly a three touchdown favorite against the Cornhuskers who come in at 0 and 4. Where can people go to get the information on Badgers Cornhuskers? Just go to the website, ParamountSports.com. Uh, you can get the entire weekend. Uh, normally, don't sell the weekends, but you can get the weekend. Uh, Every game from tonight all the way through Monday night, you're going to get probably 12 to 14 ball games, just $97. Or you want to get from now through the end of the month, we call it October, four weeks with coupon code SAVE200, just $297. And if you want to get the fight, uh, we've got, like I said, the Conor McGregor Khabib fight, plus the other four uh, fights on the main card, all five fights, just $97. ParamountSports.com. Give us a call here at the office. 800-400-9741. Lee will do it again next week, and hopefully we don't got more uh, postponements and moving of start times. We'll, we'll try to keep it simple next week. No problem. Take care. Lee Sterling joining us here. Paramount Sports is a place. The picks from Lee Sterling each and every Friday here on 1700. With that, we're due for a timeout. When we come back on the other side, Jimmy B is going to be stopping by. We will get his perspective what he sees this weekend comes your way next, taking you up until 5 o'clock tonight. Pre-game show begins at 4.30 with our Central Iowa game of the week. Indianola and Johnston. We'll hear from the coaches a little bit later on this hour. We'll hear from Coach Kluver of Indianola, Coach Woodley from Johnston in preparation for a top 10 showdown. Undefeated Indianola in their matchup against Johnston. Going to be a great one. And we have the call. 5 o'clock again to kickoff. 
of the Dragons and the Indians. We have it on 1700. All right, time to get into our picks for this week. Jimmy B and myself have have not pulled our weight, certainly, this season. We are both well under 500 against the spread. Jim, it is time to give winners. Are you ready this week, Mr. Brinson? Well, it's about time. That's what I can say, partner. Look, this has been uh, tragic. Uh, I, I just can't believe that I have missed on so many games this early in the season where last year I ran away and hid from everybody. Oh, so, slow down. You beat me by I a game did. and a half. But you, I ran away and hid from everybody early on in the season. You were, you no were at like 65% early. Yeah, you came back to the pack. That was a good yeah. thing, and and I almost caught yes. you in the end, but yes, you do have the, the title belt from a year ago, and you lead by a game as we go into uh, the next week of picks. Six, ga- uh, six weeks of picks, it's our five games every week, the big ones locally, and we start first in Stillwater, Oklahoma, where the Cowboys are favored mm-hmm. by 10 over Iowa State. Uh, look, it's the garden spot of the state of Oklahoma, no <laughs> doubt about that. Not really, but uh, I am going to take Iowa State plus the 10. Uh, Oklahoma has struggled. They struggled uh, against teams to uh, outscore them, and that is generally what Oklahoma State does. They just outscore you. You just can't keep up with them. But I think Iowa State's defense, they showed me against TCU on the road that they can keep it competitive. So I am going to take the Cyclones plus the 10. Think that's a smart pick, Jimmy B. I'm jumping aboard with you. I also have the clones grabbing the number. They haven't been beaten by more than 10 points in a long, long time. I don't think that uh, starts this week. Game number two, we go up north to Minnesota where the Gophers are hosting the Hawkeyes. Minnesota getting a touchdown. We talked about it this week, Jim. That point spread has been moving, opened up at three. You get the Gophers plus seven right now. Where are you going with the Hawks in Minnesota? Um, Look, the Hawks should run away in this game and hide. I mean, they should win this like 31 to 10. But I, I, I just haven't seen enough out of the offense yet. I'm still struggling with that. But I do believe that they cover the seven points. I think the defense and with the injuries that Minnesota has, they don't have anybody left, Trent. Uh, I asked you, the, like, during the week, you got any eligibility left where you could go play? Nope. You said, no, you're out of eligibility. No, I was okay, in college for enough. five and a half years, Jimmy B. I have no eligibility. Okay, f- I, I got you. Yes, you're right. Um, so I am taking the Hawks, and I'll give the seven. All right. I'm going the other way. I'm going to grab the Gophers here, more of a value play. We've seen this game be close throughout the last couple of years. I think Fleck will have his boys riled up. I see them keeping it within the touchdown. My favorite play, though, in that game is actually on the under. I do like the under of 42 and a half. I that's, can see that. That's my favorite play of the matchup. One more in the college ranks. And for the first in, and more than likely only time this year, we go to Cedar Falls because number one, North Dakota State is coming in. There is a point spread for this game. The Bison, favored by 11.5 at the Unidome. You know, I would love to take UNI. I really would uh, because it's a home game for them. But when I watched them against Iowa and saw their ineptitude, and then they went on the road where they went down the same day and annihilated Illinois State and then flew back right afterwards, didn't even get out of their jerseys. Um, I still like North Dakota State. I do. They're, they're playing in an enclosed environment, so weather is not an issue, 
Now, I just think North Dakota State is really, really good. And, Trent, you know, they got dudes on that team. They're not number one in the uh, rankings for nothing. So I'm going with the Bison. All you have to do is stop the run. Easton Stick, though, a decent quarterback. He's better as a runner. You and I can slow down that run game. I think they got a shot here. I'm going to grab the points with the Panthers grabbing the 11.5. Two in the NFL this week. Jimmy B, we first go to Kansas City. You can hear that you and I game here on 1700. You can hear the Chiefs game here on 1700 on Sunday. The Jaguars come to town, and they're getting a field goal. You know... The, the, the Chiefs are, are destined to crash at least a game or two. But you know what? The hype on this game, with what the Jags uh, defenders have been talking about, I, I don't think Patrick Mahomes in that offense is going to turn tail and run. So I am going to take the Chiefs, and I will give the, the three to the Jags. And I believe that Kansas City, they're not going to roll this team like they have other teams. But I believe that they will win by six. So I'm, I'm, I'm taking the Chiefs at home. Well, we're going to get some separation, it looks like, this week because I'm on Jacksonville. Short turnaround for Kansas City coming off that Monday night performance. I believe in Jalen Ramsey and company. In fact, uh, I think this might be loss number one of the season for the Chiefs. I'll take Jacksonville plus the three. And in our final NFL game, I'm going to grab another field goal with the Minnesota Vikings and another one. I think the underdog is going to win outright. I love the Vikings this weekend. Ten days to prepare. All the negative press that has been up there, how bad the defense played mm-hmm. against the Rams. The Eagles still have their own set of issues out there. I think Minnesota avenges the loss last year in the NFC Championship game. I'm grabbing the Vikings plus three. Uh, I'm riding on that uh, same bus with you. Uh, I am going to take Minnesota as well just because of all the extra time that they have had to heal up Listen to the uh, talk shows. Listen to the barrage and beatdown that they have gotten after what took place. But you know what, Trent? In the Rams game, they scored 30 points. So they, they can't be that bad. So I'm going to take I'm going to take that three with you and uh, and stay with the Vikings. All right. So two agreements this week. We're both on the Vikings and Iowa State. I got the Gophers. Jimmy B has got the Hawks. I got you and I. He's got Nodak State and the Jags for me. The Chiefs for him. Quick edition with high school football coming your way at five o'clock with Johnston Indianola. Get out of here, Brinson. We'll talk to you next week. You got it, pal. Later. Welcome back. The pregame show continues. Getting ready for tonight's matchup. It is a top 10 matchup with Johnston hosting Indianola. The Indians undefeated on the season. Johnston just with one loss as they fell earlier in the season to Dowling. Joining us right now, he is the head man for the Johnston Dragons. It is Coach Brian Woodley. Coach, good afternoon and uh, welcome in as we get ready for a good one tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. Well, uh, let's talk first a little bit about your squad as you prepare for the final third of the regular season before the playoffs begin here. Crazy how quickly the season goes seemingly every single year. You're 5-1. and one. Just an overview of your squad to this point. Well, I tell you, it's kind of, you know, I mean, as far as where we're at in the season, it's kind of where I thought we'd be. I mean, obviously, we would love to beat uh, Dowling and, and be undefeated at this point, but it's just kind of been one of those seasons where we just kind of haven't had you know, everybody helps at the same time. Uh, but we've obviously, because of that, built some depth over the first, you know, five to six weeks. And uh, we're getting guys back. And, you know, this is the time of year where you want to be trying to play your best football. In the last couple of weeks, we're starting to put some things together and build a little momentum, you know, going into our last third, which 
our last third of the season has got some tough teams left on the schedule, starting with Indianola tonight, and then we've got Milwaukee uh, in a few weeks. So, definitely, yeah, you know, where we're at right now is we're getting there, still trying to put all three phases of the, the team together, but I kind of like where we're at right now. Coach, one of the things that jumps off as you look at things uh, with your squad is your defense and your ability to make plays in the backfield. 32 tackles for a loss this year, 14 sacks. Uh, the ability of your front to, to get in the backfield and make plays, how key has that been to your defense this year? Uh, yeah, we, we knew that going into the season. We, we returned a lot of good guys from last year's team that were pretty integral in our success last year. Um, we've got a lot of guys that have played about three years of varsity football, so that adds a lot of experience. So, um, you know, our front seven's been playing tremendous. Um, obviously, you know, when you have an all-stater up front, Nathan Newcomb, an elite, you know, linebacker and team leader, he does a great job of getting getting us in the right spots. And, you know, we got guys in the back end that can cover and make plays. And when your front seven's putting pressure on quarterbacks, it uh, makes life a little bit easier on that secondary. Offensively, you guys have been able to uh, do your thing with the the spread look that you have. Andrew Nord, the signal caller at the quarterback position. Now, completion percentage down. A very talented player at forty two percent. What are you going to work on with Andrew here, continuing to develop that passing game to go along with what you guys do on the ground? Yeah, I mean that you know Andrew Andrew's a great athlete. You know Andrew is an athlete playing quarterback. You know he's you know he's had he's had some low percentages right now early just for the fact that he's been injured. Um, he's been battling a bad foot, you know, that started basically with the first play of the second game. And uh, he had actually missed the game in the, in, in the meantime because of it. But uh, he's starting to feel really good as far as his foot, which in turn makes him do some better things at quarterback. And, um, you know, going into these last three games, we're still trying to do things that make him successful, trying to put him in spots that he can make plays. Because at the end of the day, that's kind of what he does. You know, if, he, if, if things break down, he's got that ability to extend the play and make things happen down the field. So uh, we're excited. Like I said, I'm, he's as healthy as he's going to get. Looks pretty good. And uh, heading into the, uh, to tonight's game against Indianola, I'm excited. And we're going to definitely need him uh, to do a lot of good things if we're going to win the game. Brian Woodley, the head coach for Johnston, joining us here, running the football. Mentioned Nord and his ability certainly to do that. But Jordan Rush, not a real big kid by any means, but... Boy, watching a couple, going back and watching some of the plays, he runs hard for a little guy. Yeah, that's what everybody says. I mean, yeah, Jordan's a tough kid. He's 160 pounds, probably soaking wet, but he's got good. <laughs> he's got good football instincts, and like I said, he's not afraid of contact. And um, you know, Junior, he's kind of stepped up this year for us, so he's kind of added a, another element for us. Obviously, when you start with Andrew, then you got him, and uh, he, he does some good things. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. Uh, got good speed, and you know he has the ability to make some people miss. So he just makes our offense that much better when he's clicking and uh, helping out everybody else out. One final player I want to get your thoughts on, and that's Anthony Coleman, fine defender, kid that's committed to play for the national champs, North Dakota State. Tell us a little bit about Anthony, and it looks like you guys are also trying to get him involved at times offensively too. Yeah, I mean he's just too much. I mean, number one, Anthony's a four-year starter. Unfortunately, last year as a junior, his season was cut short. Uh, had compartment syndrome, kind of hurt his foot, uh, leg, and missed seven games. So we're very excited to keep Anthony healthy on the field. And, and defensively, he's a great playmaker. Um, obviously, on offense, we're trying ways to get him the ball in different situations, uh, 
healthy offense, and then you also look at him as a punt returner, kick returner. So he does an awful lot for this team, and he's a great leader. He's a great person, and uh, he really represents this football program well. Coach, last thing for you as you look across the field, Indianola tonight comes in undefeated. What do you see with the Indians? Well, it's, I'm going to be honest with you. We have not, well, obviously we watched film on them. They're a solid team. Uh, Indianola used to be in our conference years ago, back when we were the Central Conference, so we're used to playing them every year. You know, the things that always stick out with Coach Kluver's teams, they're tough, physical, and they're well coached. And I tell you, watching them, they've got a good running game. The quarterback does some good things. Receivers, they got some talent, and uh, we, we definitely got our hands full. I think our defense is kind of excited to play that offense to kind of see how they match up. And but I, I like the matchup. I think the, that what we've done to this point, who we've played, have prepared us for games like this. And like I said, it's not going to be an easy game. Team that goes out there and the coaches cliche, who's going to take care of the football and do the right things, or is going to win the football game. So. We can do those things. I, I see Johnston doing pretty good things. Awesome. Looking forward to it tonight. Our Central Iowa game of the week. It's Johnston hosting Indianola top 10 matchup. Coach, thanks as always for your time. Hey, thanks for having me. Brian Woodley, the head man for the Johnston Dragons. Let's go to the other side of the field. Early kickoff again tonight, 5 o'clock in this matchup with Johnston and Indianola. We go to the other side and Eric Kluver, who joins us now. Coach, good to talk with you again. How are things? Good. Things are good right now, but, uh, you know, tonight will uh, have a big, big impact on how I'm feeling. Well, yes, no doubt about that. District play underway. This is the middle portion of it. Next two weeks, a couple of big ones, Johnson and Waukee on tap. And really, uh, it feels like this is going to decide your fate. A little bit different this year. In the past, it was the district champion, the district runner-up would make their way to the playoffs. The change of the playoff system, do you like the change, at least as you look at it right now? Yeah, I do. I think, um, you know, with the RPI system, and I'm sure after it's all said and done here, there's going to need to be some uh, some adjustments to be made. And But I, I do like the way the new system is set up, and it gives everyone a good opportunity. Well, you know, we always start, it seems like, talking about the offense. But I want to start with you guys and your defense. Played at a really high level, including Miles Berg, a guy that has been there in the backfield making plays uh, back behind the line of scrimmage, but just start an overall look at your D. Well, just I, they are the the focal point of our team. They've played really solid defense all year long. Uh, you know, and I just look back to games like like Fort Dodge, who has a lot of offensive weapons, and we held them to twenty one points that Friday night. They just they continue to make plays. Uh, you know, we're not flashy, but uh, our guys are, are tough and hard-nosed guys that, that like to fly around and make plays. Uh, the one thing we've been doing is, is scoring some points on defense as well, so that's that's given us a little extra boost uh, on the scoreboard. You guys uh, making big plays all over the place. Offensively, you're led by Dylan Heldreth. Uh, tell us a little bit about Dylan, what he brings to the tab- a table, that tough-between-the-tackles kind of runner. Well, he is, and uh, if you were to look at him, it'd be like you'd be surprised. He's a, a football player. He's not a big guy. But I tell you what, he's got uh, he's got a big old heart. He's a young man that uh, rushed for over thirteen hundred yards a year ago for us, and uh, we've got a lot of confidence in. And just uh, he keeps those legs turning. He's got great vision and deceptive speed. Uh, he's always seems to be falling forward for that extra yardage. yardage. So uh, 
we're, in order for us to be successful tonight, he's gonna he's gonna have to have a big night. Well, in order to do that, you need uh, the offensive line certainly to be able to create some holes. Don't have any numbers to look at, but tell us about your O line and how they've come together. Well, uh, you know, a, a new group. I, I call them a green group. Uh, they're just a lot of experience, and uh, we've been challenging them all year long to to. Uh, you know, just take that next step each week, and they continue to do that and come along. and And I really think, uh, you know, our play up front on both sides is going to determine uh, the outcome of the game tonight. Because Johnston, they're they're awfully good on both sides of the ball, and uh, we're going to have to be able to match that and, and give our skill guys some opportunities to to make some plays. Talking with Eric Kluver, the head coach for Indianola, as we prepare for tonight's matchup with the Indians as they face off on the road at Johnston. Well, you talked about Johnston good on both sides of the ball. Preseason number two took one loss this season to Dowling, but they are 5-1 and one coming into this one. What do you see when you uh, put in the tape and watch the Dragons? Well, they're just uh, they're a well-rounded football team. Offensively, they make you... Uh, they make you guard the entire field, and, and it's led by Andrew Nord, the quarterback that uh, runs their offense well. Uh, I think they're a lot like us. They, they would um, rather run the football than throw it. Uh, I think our stats are, are pretty similar as far as how many passing attempts on the year. And, uh, you know, he's, he's a really good athlete. And then he's surrounded with uh, a big offensive front, got some power in the backfield, got some speed in the backfield, and then some, some really tall receivers out on the edge. So, uh, you know, we're going to have to play an excellent uh, defensive ball game to, to keep, you know, minimize their points tonight. You look at the uh, challenges, and Indianola as a whole, you know, enrollment certainly has gone down throughout the years. I know at the girls' level with the five classes, they're foraying a lot of different sports. You guys are kind of right on that cusp between the, the classes. How difficult is that when you're going up against the behemoths Waukee next week, Johnston this week, when you play a Dowling or a Valley and just the sheer numbers that they have, how difficult is that year in and year out for a, a school like Indianola? It, it's, it's, it's really difficult, you know, and um, this is my 15th year, and, you know, you, you, you overcome those things and you, and you look past them, and it, you know, it's not going to change, so you, you deal with it. But uh, in, a, in a game of numbers like the game of football, um, you know, there are some major advantages that those big schools have, you know, um, just watching film, but, you know, they'll run out 11 different offensive players where, you know, when you see tonight, we'll have some guys that need to stay on the field, three or four guys that are going to have to play both ways. And, uh, you know, a whole new special team lined up on their sideline, whereas most of our guys will stay out on special teams. So that's a concern, um, keeping guys fresh and, it's always kind of a balancing act trying to spell your, your guys and, and uh, you know, once again, keeping them fresh so they can play at a high level. Good stuff. Well, Coach, should be a fun one out there tonight. Indianola brings a perfect record in to the matchup with Johnson. Thanks so much for your time. Good talking with you again, Eric. Hey, thanks, and uh, appreciate everything you do. Thank you. Kind words there from Eric Kluver, the head coach. For the Indianola Indians should be – just an exciting matchup tonight. Really looking forward to this. My first look at Indianola in person. You know, a, a team that was on the cusp. A lot of people talked about maybe this is a dark horse candidate that can make a run. They have certainly done that to this point. Off to the 6-0 and start. Wins over Norwalk, Hoover, Fort Dodge. 
Des Moines, and Lincoln, and Ottumwa, and Mason City the last two weeks in district play, and they've been dominating as of late. Over their last three ball games, they're winning by an average score of 42-4. to four. That's how well they are playing here over the last three weeks as we go into the final third of the season tonight. Just three weeks to go, and our game tonight should be a good one. Johnston hosting Indianola. We'll get the break coming back with more. It's the pregame show on 1700 KBGG, presented by Right Roofing. Get that roof fixed up and ready for the winter. Make that phone call today to Right Roofing as we get the timeout. Coming back with more high school football. Kickoff right around the corner. Early kick, 5 o'clock with Johnston and Indianola on 1700 KBGG. <laughs> 